Another objection I've heard, which I kind of just addressed, is I work better at home. Yeah, lots of people do. So talk to your boss about it and maybe you'll be allowed to work from home a day or two each week. Again, this decision, this callback to the office is emotionally charged. And some people, when they make emotionally charged decisions, they consider themselves to be under fire. They consider themselves to be personally attacked when they are when they're questioned. And that's why I keep saying, ask to understand, don't ask to accuse. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material Episode 10, How to Be a Leader When Your Employer Asks You to Come Back to the Office. All right, I know we're at that point in our lives right now through the coronavirus. The Delta variant is picking up while I am very excited to be working from home full time, and I don't intend to change that. A lot of you are not coming back to the office Many of my clients are coming back to their office soon, either full-time or part-time. Some offices are mandating vaccines. Others are not. Some are recommending masks indoors. Other offices are following the mandates that their city is enforcing. Whether or not you believe in any of these mandates, any of these changes in our environment, what you do at this critical time will either set you apart as management material or it will set you, it'll put you in that other category as a follower. Which one do you want to be? Who do you really want to be? Because I'll tell you what, what you do now when your manager or when your corporation, your employer is asking you to come back to the office will really decide whether people see you as management material or whether people will box you in and say that, you know what, she's better as an individual contributor because she she reacted in a way that we don't appreciate and we don't think our managers should act. What do you do? And I'll tell you what, I got the vaccine. I'm not saying any of these are are better or worse than others. I, as a CEO, Right now, as a managing partner of my own company, I would never ask my employees to come back to the office when there is a deadly virus rampant. People that I know got the virus even though they were vaccinated and they were laid like laid out for days and days with high fevers. I mean, this thing is not great. Anyway, not every leader thinks that way. And some of you are facing a call back to the office when you don't feel like it is safe and you don't feel like it is the right thing to do. So what do you do if you want to be set aside as a leader? 
managers, first of all, managers recognize rules that they can break and rules that they can't break. This is one that is emotionally charged. It is political. It is something that uh, leadership has really taken a critical eye to. They have looked at it and thought through it from all different angles. They've hired consultants. If you're like Google or Amazon or whoever it is, they've hired experts and companies to help them analyze whether their company will be as productive as as um, as a company with their workforce working remote or in the office. They have done a lot of different analytics to decide whether they should be doing this or not. Here you are as an employee, not knowing any of the results of, of those consultants, any of the results of that analysis. And all you're hearing is your CEO doesn't care about employees and wants people back in the office. That's not a rule you can break. Okay. That one is emotionally charged and it's super political. That is not a rule you can break. So what a manager does when they're confronted with a rule that they cannot break, they tow the company line with a smile on their face. Don't leave me yet. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. They tow the company line with a smile on their face. Then they work behind the scenes in small conversations to sway leadership's opinion and change policies. Oftentimes when consultants come in and they say, okay, we're, we're looking at safety, we're looking at productivity, We're looking at all these different metrics that you leaders told us to look at. Sometimes what they're not looking at is employee retention and the cost of that. People who want to be managers or or are managers right now, they tow that company line with a smile on their face because they know it's political. They know it's a critical time. They know that there, there are a ton of emotions behind this rule, behind this callback to the office. And then they take senior leaders behind the scenes and they ask them questions so that they can understand the they can understand the decision. So they'll they'll go in and they'll say, "Okay, we understand that you want people in the office. Here are the optics. This is what we can see as to why you're asking for that. Can I please understand your reasoning for this because I'm I'm hearing a lot of different voices. I'm seeing a lot of different metrics. I'm seeing articles for and against it. I'm seeing a lot of opinion pieces. I'm seeing a lot of uh, pieces with statistics in them." Please help me understand your decision-making thought process here. Why are we doing this? And of course, you don't actually use the word why because it puts people on the defensive. You have to rephrase it. What is your decision-making process here? I would like to understand. Now, that is a disarming question. People go, okay, you want to know what I'm really thinking? You want to know what's going on? Why we changed some policies? Here, I'll tell you why. So senior leadership, if you can get them one-on-one, which you can basically only do in an office or if you schedule a meeting, if you're so bold, I used to stalk them. I would just like sit down in the hall and do my work until I saw them walking past. And then I'd, I'd stand up and say, hey, do I, can I have a minute of your time? Which is a little stalkerish, but like it worked. I mean, be that audacious, guys. If you can ask a question like that, and really understand their decision-making process, then you can start to ask them questions that will sway their opinion and change policies. A leader's job is to keep morale up and make sure that unity, they make leaders make sure that unity is a top priority. That is a manager's job is making management from middle management, all the way up to senior leadership, all the way up to the CEO, 
making them look unified. Because if they're all unified, then the people who are doing those individual contributor jobs have less to think about and have more time, more headspace to think about their roles and do their jobs because they're less caught up in any sort of politics or or anything else. That is a manager's job, okay? And also don't forget, in one of my other podcasts, I said, always make your boss look good. That's part of this. Now, I can hear objections because I've talked through them with people, right? It's dangerous. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Going back to the office when the Delta variant is spreading, that's dangerous. And if you think it's too dangerous to go back to the office for you, then either wear a mask, get a doctor's note, talk to your boss about a special work from home arrangement, or find another job. Those are your options. It's not that easy to do any of those things. Prioritize them, work them through. You have those four options, right? Wear a mask, and they're not mutually exclusive. Your four options are one, wear a mask, two, get a doctor's note, three, talk to your boss about a a work from home arrangement, or four, find another job. You can do all of those things. They're not mutually exclusive. Then I've talked to other people and they have other objections, right? They're making a stupid decision. They're making an ill-informed decision. Everything I've read, every article and opinion piece I've read on the internet has told me that this is stupid for both productivity and for morale. It is not good for their company. Why is my CEO asking us to come back to the office? Well, you might be right, but let's also ask ourselves, do you think you're the smartest person in the room? Do you think maybe your CEO or your senior leaders have reasons you might not know about? Because I'll tell you what, they do. Your managers are not discussing all of their reasons with you. They are not even discussing all their reasons with other managers. Maybe their actions right now aren't as sensitive or as safe as you want, but you have to live with it. The Young Leader Society is a group of passionate professionals who are fast-tracking themselves to a management position. We have bi-weekly lunch meetings where members submit their questions about leadership, corporate influence, and, you know, all that messy stuff that comes with office politics. Join us if you want to gain influence and credibility at your company, navigate office politics like a boss, and earn promotions more quickly than your peers. Learn more at saverstreet.com in the career help section. Going back, you have those four options. Your managers might have different reasons for asking people to come back to the office. You don't know what they are because you're not the one managing all the different people. Phil over there has been goofing off at home and they need a lot more evidence to can him. Maybe, maybe you're more productive at home, but a lot of people are not. The reasons go on and on. Again, it comes down to talk to your manager and then go to senior leadership and ask them. Ask them those questions that we just talked about. You might not agree with their reasoning if you knew what those reasons, what their reasons really truly are, but that's what one-on-one conversations are for. Do not call them out in a town hall. Don't call them out in a giant meeting. Talk to them one-on-one so you can understand. Speak up if you can get those leaders by themselves and ask to understand. Don't ask to accuse, but ask to understand. Another objection I've heard, which I kind of just addressed, is I work better at home. 
Yeah, lots of people do. So talk to your boss about it and maybe you'll be allowed to work from home a day or two each week. Again, this decision, this callback to the office is emotionally charged. And some people, when they make emotionally charged decisions, they consider themselves to be under fire. They consider themselves to be personally attacked when they are, when they're questioned. And that's why I keep saying, ask to understand, don't ask to accuse. So if you work, if you personally are more productive at home because you don't have the commute or because you can concentrate better or or whatever the reasons are, talk to your boss about it. They can maybe do something with HR and get you a special dispensation to work from home. That's fine. A lot of people do that. Bottom line in this podcast, you need to be a leader here. Within a large company, leaders don't undermine their senior leaders. They follow whatever emotionally charged rules are out there and they lead people through it. You're going to get a lot of these objections. You're going to get a lot of grumbling in the office. You're going to get a lot of, they don't understand us. Why, you know, they don't believe in us. Why do they want us back in the office? This is bad for our health. And don't they understand that now we have a lot more to do with less time? You're going to hear a ton of objections. Leaders listen deeply to those fears and then they help other people follow the rules. They help other people be unified with the company and focus back on their work. A lot of leadership is listening to the fears of others and helping them through following the rules. Then you bring those fears and objections to senior leadership one-on-one. Now, never go over your boss's head. Always bring it to your boss first and say, I intend to bring this to senior leadership. Do you have any tips? Do you have any objections to me doing that? That's fine. Don't go over your boss's head, but you can bring it to senior leadership. A lot of companies allow for that. What do you do when your employer asks you to come back to the office? You grin and bear it. You make sure that unity is a top priority. You listen to the fears of others and you bring those to leadership, senior leadership, your manager, their manager, and you help the company weather this storm. That is what sets you apart as a manager. Or if you don't do that, that's what puts you in that bigger group of followers of individual contributors. If you want to be a manager, then be a leader. Send me your questions. Send me your objections. I'm sure there are a lot of them. I can't wait to hear them, and I hope to see you in the next episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.